Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, and if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your spoken image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Hey, y'all. Entrepreneurs hear tons of advice to niche down so we can speak to our target audience using their language with their pain points and aspirations. Today, we're talking about using this same philosophy for your messaging so you can refine your thing and get clear with your message so your target audience will actually hear it. If you haven't heard, I relaunched my website, semiconventional.com, to better align with my personal brand, and I think you should go check it out. On the new Work With Me page, you'll see updated offers of various price points to support you where you're at in your journey as a speaker and thought leader. If you're ready to change your life in just six months and accelerate your thought leadership, check out Legacy in Action, where we work one-on-one through my framework that gives you the strategy you want with the freedom you need. Book a discovery call or DM me to get started. You, six months from now, will look back and thank you today. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. Welcome 
When I started my business, before I even thought of a business name, I started offering presentation coaching. And that didn't last long because my messaging was not on point. Clients wanted me to make them a pretty slide deck with all their talking points on it. And that's the opposite of the service I was trying to provide. I actually don't really believe slide decks are important. And honestly, having all of your talking points on your slides is the easy way out. That's what novice presenters will do. I mean, anyone can stay on track if they're reading bullet points off a slide. I wanted to spend the majority of time with my clients, helping them feel confident delivering their presentation or talk without a slide deck. What did I need to change? My messaging. So how do you zone in on the message that really makes sense for you and the ideas you're bringing to the world? That's what we're talking about today. Now, I'm going to start with a topic that might not feel like it's a direct correlation. Problem statements. I used an example in a presentation that I did last week. And my example for a problem statement was something people would often say, and this is actually a real problem for me right now, but I need new white sneakers. Now, we say that as though the I need new white sneakers is the problem. Often we have trouble distinguishing between the problem and the solution. The problem is not that I need new white sneakers. The problem is that I've worn out my white sneakers. But to get to the root of that problem, we need to keep going. Why did I wear out my white sneakers is a question that I needed to ask. I love how I feel wearing white. You'll notice if you see me out in the wild, I'm often wearing a white t-shirt or a light colored top or even light colored pants. I just love wearing light colors. So for sneakers, I like wearing white. They're easy to slip on. So I defer to this pair of shoes specifically, and they match nearly everything that I own. I'm also on the go a lot with my two kids. I've talked about, you know, coaching soccer and although I don't wear my white sneakers to soccer practice, but I wear them when I'm picking them up or taking them places when my husband's not the one doing that. So I'm always going somewhere and they're an easy and good choice. So then I like to ask myself, so what? I wore out my white sneakers. So what? What's the big deal? Why is this a problem? For me, I don't feel confident wearing worn down shoes and I don't feel my best wearing dirty shoes, which is ironic uh, being that I like wearing white shoes. But that's not what we're here to talk about. When I don't feel my best, it affects my mood and the way that I interact with others. So having worn down dirty white sneakers really impacts the rest of my mood and my interactions. So thinking through this like super silly quick example, we went from I need new white sneakers to I wore out my go-to sneakers and don't feel as confident when I leave the house. That's a very different problem, don't you think? So you can see how this process is a really good one to follow to get to the root of the problem that you're solving with your message and your solution that you're providing. It will help you in your business, but it will also help you in your messaging because being able to succinctly state the problem immediately gives you an advantage over competitors in your space especially when you use this in your speaking. I mean, even just think of this from an advertising perspective, right? Because ads are all about messaging. 
And if you see an ad and at the end of it, you don't understand what the actual problem is and why you would buy this product, you're probably not going to buy it. But if an ad really paints the picture of why you need this, even think about Snickers commercials, right? And the commercials where the person turns into somebody else and they're really grumpy and they're like, hey, you need a Snickers, right? You're hungry. You just need that quick hit of some food, um, mostly sugar, but you need that quick hit of something to keep going and act like yourself. So the point of that Snickers commercial isn't, hey, buy a Snickers bar because it's tasty and because you're going to enjoy it. The point is you're hungry and this will help. So thinking about this in relation to your message, I want you to take some time and think through what is the problem that started everything that you're doing, right? We all have something and some reason for starting what we're doing and the thing that we're passionate about at this point in time. So really identify that problem. Even if you think you already have it, go back and do it again. And if you have trouble with it, again, I ask myself, so what? When I think I have a good problem statement, because that takes me even further down the path of why, why am I doing this in the first place? Now I start with problem statements in order to get super clear on everything else, because everything starts with a problem. In our businesses, in our messaging, there's always a problem at the root of it all. So once you get clear on that problem statement, the rest is going to flow. So once you're clear on your problem statement, then I want you to think about your unique perspective. And that's something we talk a lot about on this podcast. And that's a huge focus of my work with my clients. You may have been familiar with unique selling proposition or a value proposition. That's all marketing language that you're probably familiar with already. And when it comes to your spoken image and your messaging, I also want you to think about what makes your thing unique. For me, there's a lot of people that provide speaking coaching, and I was actually a bit deterred from getting into this space when I first started because of that. Everyone that I saw was working with C-suite executives and trying to make them sound more professional and more polished. And that's really not what I wanted to do. So I didn't really know if there was room for me or even a market for what I'm doing. But there's room for everyone in their spaces. For example, speaking coaching can be a lot of different things. That can be vocal coaching or coaching on your messaging or your executive presence or body language or even your presentation decks. Although that's definitely not where I'm at. We've already talked about that. My unique perspective is that you don't need to change how you sound. You need to amplify it. I'm not trying to make my clients sound quote unquote professional. I'm guiding them to become the best version of themselves. That is very different than a lot of the speaking coaches that you'll see out there these days. So for you, you already know what's unique about the work that you're doing and the message that you're sharing. And I want you to take an even closer look at it because a lot of times we take our unique value proposition and we think about it very surface level. 
Like I said, when I first started, I thought my unique perspective was, I don't like using slides. While that is true and while it is unique, it's not the unique perspective that I'm sharing. Now, the way that I recommend you get more clear and more specific on this is to kind of Google around your topic. And what I like to do is find articles, blogs, things that are written about your topic and see which things you have a visceral reaction to that you are like, oh, no, I can't believe they said that. That is so wrong, right? Whatever the case may be, there's something in your topic where you disagree with either the mainstream or with a big popular opinion. And that's where I want you to dig in and get even deeper. So just like we did with our problem statements, I want you to think about this with your unique perspective and dig into it and be very, very specific about what's unique. So for example, I have a friend who provides management coaching to managers in corporate, and that is a space that has a lot of different people in it and a lot of different voices. And her unique perspective is that she'll teach you how to be a good manager without losing your soul. Now, that is a very unique perspective because it puts the focus on you as the manager more so than, oh, how can I serve my people? Yes, it is helping you serve your people, but it is also putting the focus on you as the manager. And that is not very common in the management coaching space. A lot of times management coaching is about servant leadership. If you've ever read that book, I have lots of thoughts. We can talk about that another day. And while I'm on that same page of, yes, you need to serve the people that you're leading and the people that are leading you, there's a lot of things that go into that. And I love the perspective of not losing your soul because like we've talked about before, sometimes we do things for other people and we end up losing ourselves along the way. And so with that unique perspective, it's definitely going against the grain of the common popular opinions on how to develop as a manager. So that's just one example of a unique perspective. And again, I encourage you to really take some time and think about what that looks like for you and the work that you're doing and the message that you're sharing. When you can be super clear about not only your problem statement, but also your unique perspective, you have a massive leg up on your competitors. Now, the last thing that I want you to consider to get really clear on your message relates to your audience, more specifically, your target audience, because your current audience may not be the target of who you're trying to talk to. So consider the people that you really want to hear your message. There are three questions you can ask yourself to get more clear on your messaging so it hits with your target audience. The first one is, what does my audience already know about this topic? And I've talked about this before, the assumed knowledge. We don't want to assume that people already know all of these things that we're about to talk about. But 
we also don't want to talk about something that they already have a full understanding of. If they know the basics of the thing that you're talking about, and you go into, here's 101 about this thing, they are going to tune out and you're going to lose them. And it's hard to come back from that. So keep in mind the things that they already know about this topic. And if you're not sure what those things are, pull them, ask them, right? And this could even be in person. You might have a topic that you're speaking about and you have an audience full of people. You can say, hey, who has heard about XYZ thing? Show of hands. And you'll get a really quick read on how many people have at least heard of the thing you're talking about. And you can ask a couple more questions like that to get a little bit deeper and really very quickly assess how many people in your audience are beginner or advanced. At the end of the day, you really need to understand where their current knowledge is. And if you're talking to a really wide group uh, where you might have a whole lot of variation in what they know about a topic, then that's where you get to segment a little bit and you can break your information down into, hey, this is for those of you that are new to this topic, this community, and then you can do more advanced topics as well. And just call that out from the start. That way people know if it's for them or not. The next question that I want you to ask is, how does my audience feel about popular opinions on this topic? Now, one example that came to mind for me when thinking about this was in my corporate work. There's always so much talk in the industry about learning styles. Now, I could do probably a standalone podcast with multiple episodes just about learning styles. But here's the thing. Everyone takes for granted that learning styles are just a thing. And you might be a visual learner or a hands-on learner or an auditory learner. And if you do a little bit more research, you will realize these are made up. They're not really a thing. They're not backed by research. And we all just assume that it's for real and we have a preferred learning style or a learning style that works best for us in all situations. And again, I could go on and on about this, but it's not true. And because it became such a part of our culture in learning circles, it won't go away and it won't die. So if I'm going and making my thought leadership career off of talking about the debunking of learning styles, I'm going to have a mountain to climb to get over the popular opinions and feelings about this topic. Now, that's absolutely something I can do. I just want to know how my audience feels about it going into it, right? That's going to help you to massage your topic a little bit and get really clear on your message. So you're meeting them where they are rather than assuming where they are or trying to get them where you'd like them to be without meeting them where they are. And if you don't have a big audience that you can ask this question to, maybe you have, you know, a small to medium sized audience that is engaged with you. 
you can ask people for, you know, a 15 minute quick chat and ask them a couple of questions about a certain topic and see what they have to say. You can also go through a lot of online research. You can go to Answer the Public. Um, That's a really great resource to learn a little bit more about, you know, keywords and questions people are asking. And honestly, you can just Google it and see, you know, go to the news tab, see what types of things are being talked about for that particular keyword. Understanding how they feel about a popular opinion in your industry on your topic will help you to clarify your message. So definitely don't skip that step. Now, the third question is, what does my audience want to hear more about? Now, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but we're all selfish, right? We all want to know what's in it for me. Why should I be listening to this? Now, I personally have gotten way better over the years of stopping in the middle of something and saying, is this giving me value? Do I need to know more about this? Or should I cut my losses and move on? Whether that's, you know, watching a TED Talk or in the middle of a digital course or something along those lines. And I think people are getting more and more savvy around how things apply to them. So that's what I want you to be thinking about is what does my audience want to hear more about? How does this apply to them? How can they use this to help their own community or their clients or help them to build their business or whatever the case may be? What is in it for them? And again, if you're not sure, this is a great time to poll your existing audience and figure out what do they want to learn more about? What would help them to take the next step with the topic that you're covering? What would help them to really make an impact in their lives or their community? If we go back to my example about learning styles, that's still something that well-respected professionals are giving talks about and doing research on. And I'm sitting here off to the side going, I want no part of this. I don't want to learn about your research about learning styles because I've seen the existing research that it was kind of just made up and people clung to it and thought, hey, this is cool. Let's learn more about it. And it just won't go away again. But when I'm trying to learn more about learning styles, I'm not looking for how do I incorporate this so that my people can learn better? right? I'm looking at it from a more nuanced perspective of what are the different types of learning methods and how can I choose the right one for the topic and what I'm trying to teach rather than how do I identify the learning styles of my audience, of my students, so that I can best teach that particular person. So as you can see, there's a lot of nuance in what your audience wants to hear more about. And I encourage you, if you haven't done this yet, to start taking some steps towards figuring out what they want to hear more about. Now, what they want to hear might not be what you want to talk about. So how do we bridge that gap? Well, this is where we go back to that first question. What does my audience already know about this topic? So what do they already know And what do they want to hear more about? 
that's going to help you bridge what you want to talk about. So you have the opportunity to dive into the nuance of all of this. So if we go back to the learning styles example, what my audience already knows, it might be they know that learning styles exist. Whether that's true or not is a different story. But that's what we all know is that there's different learning styles. And how my audience feels about that popular opinion is that, hey, we should implement learning styles into our lessons, whether that's in the classroom or in a corporate training room or, you know, whether that's in digital courses, we should try and meet all of these learning styles so that our entire audience can learn effectively. So what my audience wants to hear more about is how to use learning styles in their day to day. So for me, having a differing opinion, I might bridge that gap by saying, hey, here's some different learning methods. Now you may have heard about these as learning styles, and I'm going to show you why you don't need to cover every single one in every single lesson, because there's a way to pick the ideal learning style for your topic, rather than meeting the learning style differences for all of your learners. So that's bridging what I want to talk about versus what they want to hear more about, right? And it's giving them what they need while addressing what they want. So as you can see, this can get very, very nuanced. And I want you to take some time and think about your audience. Who are you talking to? What do they want to know? And how can you address that with what you want to talk about? We've covered a lot today on how to get clear on your messaging and refine your thing. So as a couple reminders, start with a really clear problem statement. And to get to that really clear problem statement, ask yourself, why? Why is this a problem? And once you have that, ask, so what? Right? What's the big deal? And once you can start answering those questions, you'll get really clear on your problem statement. Then consider your unique perspective. What makes your thing unique? The way that you talk about it, the topics, all of that sort of stuff. And don't just stop at the surface level. You want to go very deep on what's unique all of the little tidbits and the tiny little things that may feel insignificant to you, those all add up over the course of your career and your expertise to create your overall perspective. And that's why you're a thought leader. So I want you to dig into that and then consider your target audience, right? Ask yourself three questions. What does my audience already know? How does my audience feel about popular opinions on this topic? And what does my audience want to hear more about? When you ask all of these questions, you're probably going to get into the messy middle for a little while of trying to figure it all out. Even if you're already super clear on what you're talking about, why it's important, what's unique about you, the more you dig into this and uncover those small nuances the better off you're going to be. It will make your 
thought leadership so much stronger. And I cannot wait to see what that looks like for you. As a reminder, if you like having one-on-one support and somebody that can look at all of the things that you have and help you strategize and put them into a much more cohesive message, I really want you to go to semiconventional.com, check out my new website, and look at the Work With Me page. Check the updated offers and you'll find exactly the right thing that works for what you need to get my help and my eyes on your thought leadership. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. Until next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.